Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on a very hot Sunday, this 16th day of July, 2023, your date 716-2023. We welcome you to the show here in Las Vegas. We are under an excessive heat warning, as a lot of the Southwest is. We come to you live and direct from this gaming capital. Right here at our studio station home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. And, of course, 107.1 as well. 107.1 FM. So we are AM and FM now here at Sports Talk, 1400 and 107.1. All righty. We cover the world, of course, as you know, on our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, your devices iPhones, Androids, just get your KSHP app. You can hear us there. And um, also on your podcasting as well. People get us in many different ways, but we cover the world from your gaming capital. It's hot here. It really is. Listen, it's 11 uh, minutes after 8 a.m. Pacific time here in Las Vegas. It's already 93 degrees. 93. And we're going to get uh, even hotter. Before we top out today, we will hit 117 degrees. 117. We were 115 yesterday. So that's how it looks. 93 right now going up to 117. Excessive heat warning, which means stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. I can't repeat that enough because what happens is people maybe won't drink as much water as they should when doing things either outdoors or excessively. And then when you feel dehydrated, it's too late. So make sure you just stick that water in you, man. That's all. Kids and pets, you know what to do. Keep them inside. You want to go out in the pool, find that shady part of the yard where the pool is and and dump them in there for a couple of minutes, get them out. Don't want anybody to be a a victim of the excessive heat right now. We got to deal with it. And, of course, uh, always uh, check on the elderly and folks who have a hard time with heat. Make sure they're okay, too. But this excessive heat warning goes really through the entire southwest. By the way, looking at the temperatures for the rest of the week until next Saturday, same deal. 
Monday 115, Tuesday and Wednesday 113, Thursday and Friday 115, Saturday 113. We're just fluctuating right there. Hopefully it'll break soon. But for right now, the southwest is boiling. A lot of the, I mean, uh, Phoenix 117. We're going to match them today. Wow. And even on the east coast, I mean, Washington 87, 85 in Detroit. And of course, the heat is our problem here, or our warning here. But what happened uh, on the northeast was a lot of rain. All right. Yeah, Jonathan Hardoon. He uh, texted me early this morning. He said, uh, <sighs> rained all night, pouring rain all night. So, uh, you know, uh, that uh, with that pouring rain at Saratoga overnight, there'll be no turf racing. They have posted, Saratoga has already, races three and six are off the turf and will be run at one mile. A changing distance of a mile now on the main track. However, race nine, which is the feature race of today, that uh, is currently remaining on the turf. At the moment, it's still on the turf because it's the feature race. So we'll wait and see what happens there. We'll check on that a little bit later on. So that's what you got. Excessive heat southwest and, and up in the northeast, a lot of, uh, a lot of rain and stuff. Uh, rest of the country looks pretty much okay, but just got to watch the temperatures, man. Really got to watch the temperatures. All righty. Some great stuff happened yesterday at Saratoga. We'll recap that in just a moment. Do want to pass along a um, a sad piece of information. Funny side. Sacatova Stables champion horse of the year in 2003, Funny Side, has passed away due to complications of colic. He was 23 years old. He is, of course, a son of dis- distorted humor. He was residing in the Kentucky Horse Park for the last 15 years, by the way. So remember about that Kentucky Horse Park. Does great things for retired horses. Said he's going to be cremated and buried there. He is a winner of $3,529,412.38 starts. He was a gelding, of course. He retired in 2007 with a record of 11 wins, 6 seconds, and 8 thirds for trainer Barclay Tag. Of course, he won the Derby and the Preakness. And he was on, upset on an off track at Belmont in his attempt to win the Triple Crown. But uh, he went. Uh, he, he won the Eclipse Award, of course, as the best three-year-old in 2003. And uh, had 38 overall starts. In addition, of course, to the uh, Triple Crown run that he had, he won the Breeders' Cup Handicap at Aqueduct, the Jockey Club Gold Cup in 2004, the Dominion Day at Woodbine in 2006. His final race, believe it or not, was at uh, Finger Lakes in 2007 before he retired. I guess uh, Sakatota wanted to, to show the fans up there, upstate New York, the place of Finger Lakes, the great funny side, before he retired. And so he has uh, passed away now. <clears throat> so. A lot of workouts. Woo, doggy. Bunch of workouts yesterday. Busy, busy morning yesterday morning at Saratoga. Cody's Wish. Rattle off a, a really nice, solid workout ahead of the Whitney. 
is Whitney stretch out. Remember, now he's going to go try uh, stretching out Cody's Wish, probably the most uh, most famous uh, horse and uh, certainly the, uh, the most interesting story behind Cody's Wish this year in racing. Caravel and Wet Paint worked uh, for their Saratoga graded stakes races coming up. Caravel, a uh, female turf sprinter, worked a half mile at 48.90. And uh, she's going to meet males. She prepares to meet males in the uh, $300,000 Troy stakes on uh, August 5th. Disarm, Extra Anejo, and Clarier. We're all uh, under the Asmussen uh, workers this morning. I mean, yesterday morning, I should say. Saturday morning, they worked out. So a whole bunch of horses working out and getting ready for their engagements. And look, we got the Haskell coming up, you know, uh, next weekend on Saturday. We got the Haskell coming up. So Angel of Empire, Hit Show, and Forte all worked out. But they're going in the Jim Dandy. And quite possibly, Mage is going in the Jim Dandy. They'll, they'll make a decision, but I don't think he's going to be in the um, in the Haskell coming up on Saturday. So on Saturday, Monmouth Park's going to have a big day of racing. The Haskell, of course, a Breeders' Cup winning your in grade one for a million bucks. For the three-year-olds at a mile and one-eighth, will be the centerpiece of a whole bunch of stakes races that include the grade three Molly Pitcher, the grade three Monmouth Cup, the grade one United Nations on the turf, and uh, the Grade Three uh, Matchmaker and uh, the Wolf Hill Stakes, all coming up Saturday at uh, Monmouth. Don't forget, Del Mar opens on Friday. Yet yeah, do, uh huh. Opening day feature is the Oceanside, part of the uh, Del Mar Derby Series. The Del Mar Derby Series at Del Mar, all on the turf. So the Oceanside, the traditional opening day feature and usually oversubscribes into divisions. We'll wait and see. It's at a mile on the turf. That'll kick off opening day on Friday. And then Del Mar will come back on Saturday with the uh, Ocinitas and the San Clemente, a grade two on the turf. You got a good stuff coming up. But, of course, uh, Saratoga will have the uh, Caress Stakes, a grade three, and the Coaching Club American Oaks, a grade one for three-year-old fillies. That'll also be coming up on Saturday. And on Sunday, Woodbine's going to have a four-stakes race day. The Canuck Cup, a grade two on the turf, the Plate Trial. This is the uh, prep for the, uh, of course, the uh, big uh, race they got there, the Queen's Plate. The Trillium, a grade three, and the Woodbine Oaks also. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. And, of course, today... Uh, the uh, stakes races include a couple of uh, at Emerald Downs, the Irish Day and the Kent. Monmouth has the My Frenchman. Saratoga, quick call stakes. That's the one that's still on the grass, still labeled for the grass. We'll wait and see. And, of course, Woodbine uh, kicks in with the Victoria stakes today. All right, so let's see what happened yesterday. Saratoga had an – it's always interesting days at Saratoga, isn't it? All right, Saratoga yesterday. Linda Rice is just uh, continuing where she left off at Belmont. Uh, early in the day, we had a $48.80 upset winner in the third race, Epic Miss Justice, and was ridden by Joel Rosario. When do you get him at that price, huh? Only at Saratoga. 
And, of course, uh, the main event of the day, three stakes races, but the grade one, Diana, came up early. They put it before the pick six because it was a five-horse field, four uh, of them, five Philly Merrifield, I should say, four of them trained by Chad Brown. And Chad Brown did win the race, but he didn't win it with his big, overwhelming favorite. In Italian, went to the lead, but White Beam, with Flavian Pratt aboard, stayed close enough to draw alongside and outduel in Italian to the wire. White Beam wins. Okay, it's Chad Brown. He won his eighth Diana, but he didn't do it with the big favorite. White Beam, owned by Judmont, paid seventeen sixty, beating an Italian in the Diana. Big upset there. And then, later on, you had the Kelso at a mile on the inner turf course. And uh, most of the people were betting between Annapolis and Casa Creed. And although Annapolis had the jump on Casa Creed, Casa Creed had the biggest closing kick, came from off the pace to win the Kelso for trainer Bill Mott. Casa Creed, Luis Ayaz aboard, $6.50 for the win. This horse has now won three of his five at uh, Saratoga on the turf. Casa Creed wins the Kelso. Annapolis was second. English B was third. And then in the Sanford Stakes for two-year-olds at six furlongs, the counterpart, of course, to the opening day Schuylerville, where a big upset won the Schuylerville. Remember that. Well... That might be the theme this year at Saratoga because in the Sanford Stakes, Gold Sweep was the huge favorite. But when they opened the starting gate, Gold Sweep stumbled to his knees and then was hit sideways by uh, the outside horse, Market Street, and was running last in the early going. Jose Ortiz never panicked, but Gold Sweep had just too much to overcome in the six furlong Sanford. And so in the end, Yo-Yo Candy emerged from the pack to win. Gold Sweep was closing. Didn't have enough time, though. Definitely compromised by the start of the race, the favorite there, Gold Sweep. But Yo-Yo Candy, under Angel Castillo, wins in an upset in the Sanford, just like the Schuylerville, a big price winner there. Yo-Yo Candy, $94 for the win mutual there. Wow. Now, Yo-Yo Candy broke her maiden at Parks Racing a couple of races ago. And she ran once, he ran once against Gold Sweep. And when they met last time, Gold Sweep beat him by more than 10 and a half lengths. But here's what happened. Trainer Daniel Velasquez said Yo-Yo Candy was not as focused as he should have been, put the blinkers on him, and boy, the blinkers made that ten and a half length difference. Comes up with a big win in the Sanford, trained by Daniel Velasquez, ridden by Angel Castillo, Yo-Yo Candy, $94. Dickens was third in the race. So, what do we have here for the pick six? Well, it started out with a $7.60 winner in the uh, sixth race, compliments of uh, John Lendo. Silver Skillet, John Lendo's pick on the show, 760, giving Rosario, by the way, his second win on the day. Then you had a $5.80 winner, trained by uh, Wesley Ward in Playlist, 
And then uh, you had a $8.10 winner, another Linda Rice winner. Her and uh, Ired Ortiz, or her and the Ortiz brothers, uh, Ired and Jose. But Jose won both uh, races for Linda yesterday. It was his second win. Shiban, Ichiban, I should say, $8.10 there. Then you had the Kelso winner, $6.50. You had the big upset Sanford at $94. And the last race winner, a great, perfect ride by Flavian Pratt. Monet never got up between horses to win for Pratt's second win of the day. Remember, he beat the big favorite in Italian in the Diana with White Beam. That horse paid thirteen forty in the last race. So those are the mutuals, and here's the payoff. I'll give you the, the winning numbers. 10-1-10-8-4-1. Somebody had it. The pick six paid $344,811.50, don't you know? Wow. Mm. Ironically, when we're talking about some handicapping tips about Saratoga, you know, that uh, is a little bit different, unique at Saratoga. We were mentioning how on the inner turf course, the outside posts have had a terrible percentage. And they have. And they probably will. But yesterday, the number 10 won the sixth race at a mile on the inner turf. And won earlier in the third race at a mile and 16th on the inner turf. So it kind of outdid the stats yesterday, running the third and the eighth from the outside post. Still has horrible stats, though. Don't worry about that. That uh, that ain't going to happen every day. All right. Let's see what happened to Woodbine. Up north at Woodbine yesterday, Ernie Perry came with the winner of the third race, Never Silent, bet down, paid $4.90. Ernie Perry came back in the fifth race with the winner, Jimmy's Affair, bet down from 4 to 1, paid 3.80. Now remember, Ernie's the clocker there, and these were both races for two-year-olds, and he got the winners of both races, and they were both bet down. Got more of Ernie's plays today. And in the featured My Dear for two-year-old fillies, Living Magic wins, 16.60 for Phil Schoenthal and Rafael Hernandez. 1660 for the win there, outrunning Dancing Duchess and Stormcast. Hernandez won the eighth race as well, getting three on the day at Woodbine. Delaware Park. The Christiana Stakes won by 30 Thou Clevin. 30 Thou Clevin. Jeremy Rose for uh, Terranova. Mr. John Terranova. Uh, in the uh, Kent Stakes, really good wins for Mike Maker, trainer Mike Maker, and Ruben Silva paying nine sixty, outrunning T at one, and uh, Freedom Trial. Colonial Downs, four nice hundred twenty-five thousand dollars stakes races. The Tyson Gilpin won by Shambo, Horatio Carmanos five sixty, outrunning uh, Carolina Sun and Asia RN. In the punchline stakes, determined kingdom with Michelle uh, Sanchez aboard, three sixty outrunning Embolden and Uncle Andrew. In the Brook Mead, the winner Gailey Lee, Mister Kamanos again, 
Horatio Comanus, two stakes races yesterday, Colonial 1180, outrunning Tefani and Continental Congress. And in the Edward P. Evans, the winner there, Alex June, Forrest Boyce aboard, paying 460, outrunning Passion Play and Gitante. Laurel Park, three stakes races. The Big Dreyfus won by Sparkle Blue for Graham Motion, 440. The Prince of George County won by Eons for Arnold Delacour, 1680. Carrasco aboard there. Ruiz won, by the way. The Big Dreyfus was sparkling blue. And uh, the Caesars Wish Hybrid Eclipse. Joe Rocco Jr. for Brittany Russell, 820 there, outrunning Award Wanted and Intrepid Daydream. Finally, at Monmouth Park, Jonathan Nardoon gave us a winner there. He did. Third race winner. Our fantasy bet down from four to one, paid five sixty. So our handicappers not only uh, found the live horses, but they all won yesterday. At least the Jonathan's and Ernie's did. And in the Blue Sparkler Stakes, the winner there, Beauty of the Sea, with uh, Jario Rendon, twenty-eight twenty there, outrunning My Sweet Affair and Love Appeals. Finally, no, that's it. No more. Finally, that was finally. All right, we're going to go to our first break because on today's show we have uh, Jonathan Hardoon's picks. We got, uh, of course, uh, Ernie Perry's Clocker Report picks for Woodbine. We got John Lendo and Jerry J. And we may even uh, find Rich Ang because he's on his little book tour. Wait and see if we can get uh, Rich Ang out there. I do believe today he was at the Hall of Fame in Saratoga yesterday. Today he's at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut got a lot to do your menu also so don't go away Racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show Alrighty, back on race day las vegas guess 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 what we have found rich ang 
and he is in Connecticut. Good morning, Richie. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. I hope the uh, ambient sound from the racing sports book here at Mohegan Sun isn't too loud, but uh, I'm here. Uh, yesterday, Friday and Saturday, I was in Saratoga. I was at the museum yesterday, had a wonderful time, wonderful turnout, and uh, we expect another big crowd today here. For uh, They have a horse player appreciation day, and the, the real star of the show, Ralph, is going to be Chantel Sutherland. She's going to be appearing here, but uh, myself and uh, a Boston radio personality named uh, Mutmanski is going to host, so uh, we're ready to go. Now, uh, weather in that part of the country. I understand it rained all night, overnight at Saratoga, right? Uh, I believe so. I, I stayed, we left Saratoga after the uh, the races and drove back to Connecticut, but it was raining uh, really hard this morning and on the drive to Mohegan Sun. And uh, actually, I was holding off on handicapping Saratoga because I expected to be rain and uh, uh, there should be a lot of scratches if that's the case. Yeah, they're off the turf already, and uh, the track uh, right now at Saratoga uh, is labeled uh, muddy. But remember that uh, it was labeled muddy the other day, and uh, it got the fast uh, by the third race. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But if it, if, if the rain is, is constant there, it has been overnight, as Jonathan Hardoon indicated to me, and he lives in Saratoga, that uh, this will probably stay pretty off for most of the day. So you're in the Mohegan Sun, and our man uh, Bomber Brad is operating that place, right? Yeah, Bomber Brad's been here a year. Uh, when they uh, legalized sports betting in uh, Connecticut, uh, they reached out to Bomber Brad's expertise, and a lot of folks in Vegas remember him from you know the different uh, racing sports books that he operated and managed uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, he's brought his skills here. And uh, this is a fabulous place, Ralph. This is one of those casinos that if they were able to, to pick it up and move it, it would fit right in on the strip. It's that, that beautiful property. All righty. And I, I see that you tweeted out a nice picture of you with uh, uh, an old friend of ours, uh, Tom Durkin. Yeah, Tom. Uh, you know, Tom on Saturdays does a walking tour of the museum. So he happened to be there at the same time I was doing my book signing. And before he started his tour, we had a nice chat. I hadn't seen Tom in a long time. And uh, I put out in the tweet that the first thing we talked about, believe it or not, after not seeing each other for decades, we were talking about playing fantasy baseball, a league that we started in the 1980s. <laughs> wow. Uh, no question about that, that uh, certainly, uh, you know, uh, fans of horse racing are also fans of, of sports, all sorts of sports, that's for sure. So uh, now for the folks listening to us up there, uh, when does this, uh, when does this uh, function start and how long is it going to be? Yeah, it actually starts at 1 o'clock Eastern time and will last until 5 o'clock. And uh, Chantel Sutherland will be uh, here the entire time. I'll be here the entire time. And uh, uh, I know my role will be uh, uh, to give out some horse picks during the course of the day and some explanations, but also uh, a book signing. Uh, uh, Bomber Brad Bryant uh, is going to be uh, offering uh, 50 books. There's 50 books available. I believe he said there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, raffle that the horse players can participate in. And once they uh, get their ticket and name drawn, they can come up and I'll be happy to talk to them and sign the book. So there's 50 books available. And uh, I hope that people come out and take a shot because these books are worth $25 each. And they get a chance to meet Chantel Sutherland. It should be a fun event. All right. Now, for those folks who are not either in Connecticut or uh, uh, lucky enough to get one of the books and the signing there, for the folks here uh, listening uh, all over the world that are on the race day show right now, uh, what, how do you suggest uh, they get one of those books if they want it? 
I, I think the simplest way is if uh, uh, they don't uh, have a Brooks and Mortar uh, bookstore near them, like a Barnes and Noble or something yeah. like that, is you can order it online at Amazon.com. Uh, There's actually a homepage if they just uh, in the search box put in. Uh, Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies, the title of the book, Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies, second edition, and just click on it. It'll take you right to my homepage. And, um, you know, I've got uh, some testimonials, uh, Ralph, from uh, top people in racing. Uh, I know Steve Bick wrote one. You wrote one, Ralph. I appreciate your uh, generosity to write one. Larry Colmus uh, wrote one, and uh, Rich Pearl off the TVG. So, so you guys have actually... Uh, you know, had a chance to see the book a little yeah. bit and say some nice things about it. Well, I know one thing for sure. As long as you've been playing races and as long as, uh, you know, customers are out there and race players are out there that play the races and are, uh, you know, pretty astute about it, on any given day we could look like a dummy. It's true. <laughs> All right, we'll the, let you get back. Between, yeah. Well, okay. we'll let you get back because I know you're on a tight uh, time restraint and say hi to Bomber Brad. Tell him we miss him out here. So I, I will, uh, him and Zach Montoya run a beautiful book here. And uh, I can't wait to get back to Vegas, too, Ralph. I hear it's pretty hot, but uh, uh, it's nice to see family and uh, actually be at the races for a couple of days. Fast, firm, and perfect. Always in the race books here. You know that. Yeah, for sure. All Thank right. you, Ralph. Be safe. Have a good time. And we'll uh, wait till you get back to, El, uh, to Las Vegas because, as you know, Del Mar starts on Friday. I cannot wait. Yeah, Del Mar and, uh, starts on the 21st. I got a lot of work to do to prep for that. Yeah. And, uh, that'll really, uh, energize the race books even more. All right. You got it. Thanks a lot, Rich. Have a good time. Hey. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. And don't forget to say hi to all our friends out there. All right. Let's go to the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. Remind you, as we always do, the first post time to rebroadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect the first post times in the Pacific time zone because these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. We are Race Day Las Vegas, after all. If you're listening, however, on those many different platforms that we alluded to at the beginning of the show or maybe even a gold tooth filling, I don't know how you get us, but however, wherever, whenever, if uh, you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? First post times are Pacific. All right. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Here we go. We begin with Laurel Park. Nine races today at Laurel. And their first post time is set at 9.25, 9.25 at Laurel Park today. Next comes Monmouth Park from New Jersey. The feature race today at Monmouth is the $100,000 My Frenchman Stakes at five and a half furlongs scheduled for the turf for three-year-olds. Nine go to the post in this one. And uh, the favorite at five to two is Sir Lancelot with uh, Paco Lopez aboard. Mm-hmm. Paco aboard there. Uh, pick six jackpot carryover at Monmouth. $80,816. First post time for their uh, 10 races is set at 940. Ellis Park, their feature race today is uh, a race that uh, is, of course, what everybody calls that racetrack. The Pea Patch Stakes. That's right. The seventh race is the $100,000 Pea Patch Stakes. Five and a half furlongs on the turf for three-year-old fillies. 11 to the post. Favorite in that race at uh, 3 to 1 is American Apple. First post time at Ellis Park today for their nine races set at 9.45. 9.45 at Ellis Park today. Pick six jackpot carryover, $2,379. Dollars. 
Then we get to Gulfstream Park in Florida. Gulfstream Park, of course, Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot carryover, $118,693. They have nine races at Gulfstream and a first post time of 9.50. Then we head up north of the border at Woodbine. Woodpine has 11 races today. Their feature race, the $125,000 Victoria Stakes for two-year-olds at five and a half furlongs comes up early. It is the third race on the card. Five go in this race. It is a very competitive five. And the two-to-one favorite there is Mattingly with Mr. Savacci aboard. Now, Woodbine has two carryovers. Pick six jackpot carryover, 49,581. Super high five jackpot carryover, 61,239. 11 races, first post time, 10.05. Saratoga, which is muddy. Now they say the turf courses are yielding, but remember, uh, the uh, turf courses, except for the feature race, the other races are coming off the turf and putting on the main. Now, we have gotten from the track off the turf in the third and the sixth. The third will be a mile on the main. The sixth will be a mile on the main. In the ninth race, the featured quick call at uh, five and a half furlongs on the Mellon Turf course for three-year-olds stays there. The grade three $175,000 feature race has one scratch right now. Number six, charging. Take out the six in the ninth and featured. Eleven still go as of this time. And the favorite, uh, lukewarm on the board at 7-2, is Gaslight Dancer with Tyler Gaffleone. First post time at the 10 races today at Saratoga is at 10-10. Canterbury Park is next. Canterbury Park has eight races. Their first post time is 11.05. Hawthorne Race Course, just seven races today at Hawthorne. And a first post time there of 12.30. 12.30 at Hawthorne today. Louisiana Downs. They also have just seven races today. Seven races at Louis Downs. First post time is 1.30. 1.30 at Louisiana Downs. And then Prairie Meadows. Prairie Meadows has 10 races. They have a pick five jackpot carryover, $6,708. Their first post time is 2 o'clock this afternoon. Emerald Downs in the Great Northwest. They have nine races. A couple of $50,000 stakes races today at Emerald Downs. The $50,000 Kent goes as the sixth for three-year-old fillies at six and a half furlongs. Two to five favorite there is Aloha Breeze. My goodness. And the $50,000 Irish Day Stakes for Colts and Geldings three-year-olds at six and a half furlongs will be the eighth race. In that race, the six to five favorite is Clovis Connection. First post time at Emerald Downs today is at uh, two o'clock this afternoon. And then we have Los Alamitos in Southern California. Los Alamitos, eight races. The first race is a four-and-a-half furlong thoroughbred race. Races two, three, four, five, and six are all mixed-breed. Five mixed-breed races at 1,000 yards. The last two races are quarter horses. That makes up the eight races at Los Al today. And you know what they do on Sundays. If they don't have a carryover, and they don't, they will seed the pick six pool at $10,000. So there's already ten grand sitting in there. It's a regular pick six no carryover, no jackpot, just a regular pick six with 10 grand already sitting there, seated by Los Alamitos. First post time is at 5.30. All right, and that is the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. I'm going to give you Jonathan Hardoon's picks right now, and I'll tell you why. He, uh, earlier this morning, he texted over 
a horse for Saratoga, a selection for Saratoga, and that horse has become a late scratch at Saratoga. They just posted him now. So in the fourth race today, he liked number two, Central Pride, but that horse has been scratched and early scratched by the stewards. So in that race, he does not have a pick, nor does he have a pick as an alternate at Saratoga. So we got one pick for you today from Jonathan Hardoon. After that nice pick he gave us in Monmouth yesterday, he's going right back to Monmouth for his single pick today. At Monmouth Park, in today's fifth race, Jonathan likes number six, Magical Jamie. Seven to two on the morning line, number six, Magical Jamie. In the fifth race, it's five and a half furlong schedule for the turf. Right now, we do not have any early scratches at Monmouth, so for the for now, unless the worst gets scratched, in the fifth race, Jonathan's single pick for us today is number six, Magical Jamie. And again, off of that uh, nice selection he gave us at Monmouth Park yesterday that wound up in the winner's circle as well. Jonathan Ardoon's selections for both Monmouth and Saratoga are available right now at his website. Okay, we'll be back with uh, Ernie Perry's clocker report pick after, uh, of course, he had, gave us two winners out of two picks yesterday. And we still have Jonathan Ar- uh, Jonathan. I should say John Lindo. We have John Lindo and uh, Mr. Jerry Jackowitz yet to come. <laughs> Don't go away. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Cup, Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Back on Race Day Las Vegas. Now getting you Ernie Perry's clocker reports for today at Woodbine. And uh, he gave us a nice uh, couple of winners yesterday in races for two-year-olds. Today, not so, but he does have two selections, and here they are. At Woodbine in the seventh race today, a claiming race for three-year-olds and up at six furlongs, Ernie Perry's clocker report pick is number nine, Bold Reload. Campos aboard at 7-2, bold reload. He says the horse worked 59.40. This is a tough spot, but he is an honest runner, and he tries every time. That's good enough for Ernie's pick. So in the seventh race, he likes the nine, bold reload. Then you go to the uh, ninth race, and in the ninth race, a maiden race, Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up at six furlongs. In the ninth race, Ernie, clocker report pick is number two, Centenary. Centenary at 12 to 1 on the morning line with Mr. Contreras aboard. Ninth race, the two. He says, look, this horse worked 47.60. He's outworked company on a regular basis in his morning workouts. His morning efforts, uh, he thinks, translates to a good, a good run in the afternoon, and the horse is a price. So in the ninth race, he likes number two, Centenary, uh, the two horse in the ninth race at Woodbine, and that is... Ernie Perry's Clocker Report picks. Coming up next, John Lendo, and I want to know how that interview with uh, Heisa went yesterday. And of course, 
a selection at Saratoga. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Alrighty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. And now, we go to John Lendo in Southern California standing by. John, good morning. Uh, good morning, Ralph. How you doing? You survived. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm in Carlsbad near Del Mar. How bad can we be? All right. Well, you know, uh, I was asked yesterday if I heard uh, your show after our show, and unfortunately, uh, I don't get it in my car, and I was driving in my car. So give us the skinny on the interview with Heisa. Uh, we had uh, the CEO of Heisa, Lisa Lazarus, on, and I, I give her a lot of credit. Uh, you know, we were allowed to ask any questions we wanted, and uh uh, we asked her some tough questions about some of the problems with the rollouts, and I thought she was really honest with the answers. She acknowledged there's been some problems. Uh, there's some, you know, things that they can do better. Um, and I, I thought she was she was good. And uh, you know, uh, to to answer those things in a line of fire, uh, you know, is I, I give her credit for doing all that stuff. And and she's trying. And it's not is you know it's not an easy undertaking to try and do all this stuff. So they've got a lot to do. Uh, we just pointed out a few things that you know we didn't think were. were correctly done and uh again they'll they'll make some adjustments they've already adjusted uh those articular injection penalties you know we we thought they were kind of crazy when they first came out so friday there was an announcement they've adjusted those so it's a work in progress but the whole key is just to make sure that you know as as things kind of get to where they need to be we you don't damage a horseman's reputation in the process and hurt their business that's right uh, the evolution of fine-tuning uh, the regulations because it's a big undertaking and like i said there's different jurisdictions with different rules for the same uh, function and what we have to remember is that they are now uh, the big umbrella the you know the u.s government uh, federal uh, umbrella over all of this stuff so it's going to take time and all that as as long as they continue to stay open as long as they can admit sometimes when they have overreached and as long as like you said they don't uh, tarnish the reputation of the trainer or uh, certainly the jockeys or anything else we'll uh, we'll understand the growing pains Right. You know, in California, we, we had to go through all these growing pains. We were kind of the guinea pigs for all these increased uh, vet checks and, and protocols and all the other stuff that's going on that a lot of it has been adapted by uh, HISA. So we kind of know what, 
what to expect and what the problems and the frustrations and aggravations are going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, uh, maybe we're a little bit less patient out here because we've already done it once. The uh, I go by the, the adage and the old saying, whenever any, whether it's regulators, people running racetracks, people with authority and power to make decisions for racing, if they just can answer two questions with the word yes, then they should do it. Is it good for the horses, and is it good for the players? If they can say yes on both of those, then it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole idea is to be better off after everything's done. And, you know, I always just say the bottom line is how's it working for you? Simple as that. Yeah, no question about that. And uh, certainly uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, go ahead and, and as long as the end result is the, the better health, uh, for both the sport itself and the participants and the horses, etc., it's okay. Growing pains are all right. Well, anything happened yesterday at Saratoga that uh, raised your eyebrow besides the fact that uh, Chad Brown won the Diana, but not with the horse everybody thought he would? Yeah, you, you, you've got to give that that filly a, you know, that beat an Italian a lot of credit because uh, you know she went and got her, and uh, I'll tell you what the, the pace was legitimate. She in Italian was not allowed to walk on the lead. In fact, the third quarter of that mile and eighth race was running under 24 seconds, wow. so she had to run a little bit early. And I think the turf had a little give in it from all that rain, and maybe a mile and an eighth on a turf a little less than firm is just a little bit far for in Italian. But uh, you know who's there to pick up the pieces? The other, the other, other, other Chad Brown, <laughs> the longest one of the four. Well, I could tell you this. Uh, I would have to give a lot of credit to the man on her back, Flavian Pratt, for that victory. Uh, Pratt has been uh, displaying some great rides at Saratoga. That one there and the one he did in the last race for his second win of the day has got to impress some of those New York trainers. Well, he's impressing me. He he is really on his game again. He was a little bit flat at, at Santa Anita in the wintertime, but uh, he kind of signaled he was getting in his best form toward the end of Belmont. And, and boy, you watch him finish in the last race. He picked up and carried yeah. that horse home, and uh, he's making the right decisions. He's aggressive, and he's clean. You know, He rides a good, clean, hard race, and uh, he's fun to watch. Talking about uh, equipment change, how about blinkers improving a horse over 10 lengths? Because that's exactly what happened in the Sanford with Yo-Yo Candy, who was beaten off over 10 lengths by the big favorite Gold Sweep when they last met. But, of course, Gold Sweep was almost eliminated at the start of the race in a championship performance, ran second. That was gutty, that's for sure. But Yo-Yo Candy, blinkers on, wins the Sanford. And like the uh, Schuylerville, a big upset in the first of the two-year-old races, uh, two-year-old stakes races of the season, paying 94 bucks. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, he was well beaten, like you say, by the fa- the favorite in the previous start in the Tremont. But uh, when the favorite uh, went to his knees after the start and yeah. they kind of closed the door and, sent- and shoveled him back to last, the race really changed. But you got to give credit for these guys. Uh, trainer Danny Velasquez, his very first winner at Saratoga, is a great at stakes. It's, it's going to be hard to go up from there. Yeah, no question about that. He set a high bar for himself, that's for sure. All right, uh, next Saturday, Monmouth Park's going to have the Haskell. A lot of probables going in that race. They're all uh, noted on the Linda Report at the bottom of your Linda Report sheet that's available today for Saratoga, picking all the races, of course, and suggested late pick four, and all that goody information at the bottom of the sheet. You can get it in one place here in Las Vegas only, exclusively and free. Compliments to you at the South Point Racebook. They love horse players there. Now, John, Delmar's coming up on Friday. What's the Linda report look like next week? 
We will do uh, Saratoga on Thursday, and we'll go right into Del Mar with opening day Friday. They will draw entries on Tuesday, so we'll have an idea what we're, we're looking at when we talk on Wednesday's show. All right. You gave us a nice $7.60 solid winner in the sixth race yesterday. What about today? Let's go to race number seven at Saratoga. This race stayed intact, no late scratches. Number five, Saquil. Got a nice freshening after a very busy Oakland meet. Came back running at Ellis Park. Just got beat and nose with the same allowance condition. He won't have any problem getting the mile at 316th distance. He trained at Oakland all winter, so you know he'll handle a wet track. Uh-huh. He's got a good record on, on racing on wet surfaces. Good tactical speed. Eight to one on the program. A horse, I think, coming up to a good race. Number five, Sakil. Race seven at Saratoga. Luis Saez aboard the five in the seventh race. The five is John Lindo's play in the seventh off the winner yesterday. Get the rest of the Lindo report right now at the South Point Racebook. And John, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right. Good luck today. All right. You got it, my man. Now we go to uh, Jerry Jackowitz. Stand by. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Well, any uh, any surprises yesterday to you? Yeah. To me, I was... I think I was surprised that, you know, and it, it, sometimes we conjure it up because I was talking about how honest the uh, racetracks in New York have been, but I really think the rail is, was was a negative place to be on the main track yesterday. All right. And, uh, it might have been because of the weather, don't you think? Maybe drying up? Yeah, there. very possibly. But, you know, I've gone back over the first few days, and I'm not thinking the rail is an adva- has been an advantage at all. So, okay. uh, you know, the rail should be an advantage because... Right. It is the shortest way home, mm-hmm. so um, you might might look at that and see if I'm right. And um, the horses that have been racing on the rail the first week on the main track might be worth a little extra um, something uh, going forward. All right, time to get a pick. Two picks. Let's go. All right, let's go to the second race for our first pick. Number seven, Yogi. Uh, um, it just looks it looks terrific to me. Really likes Saratoga and. Uh, um, Bond has come out running. He's got Jaime Torres up, who um, really ran, did really great on the horse last time out. So yeah. I'll take number seven in the second race, Yogi. Uh-huh. Play the seven over the two, four, five, do reverses. But Yogi is our featured play in race number two. Second race, the seven over two, four, five, and reverse. $2 ROI in the seven. One more pick, and we're out. Let's go to the tenth race. We have number four, Maggie, uh, Luis Saez up. Um, I think this horse just lays over, the, this filly lays over the field. And by the end of the day, I have a feeling the track will be uh, good to, you know, it'll be, it'll, it won't be sloppy. If it's okay. real sloppy, I don't think I like the play. But if it's anything but sloppy, I'm okay. okay. I'll take the four horse in race number 10. Play the four over the one, three, six, and 10. Small reverses. I'll press up four, 10, 10, four. Tenth race only if it's not muddy. Tenth race, the four, Maggie. And the link ups are one, three, Six and ten, six and, and ten. one, three, six and ten in reverse. Two dollar ROI, uh, of course, on this one. But if the track is still muddy or it rains throughout the day and it gets muddy and sloppy, forget it. Right? Right. Correct. Okay. Jerry J's Power Page for all of Saratoga today at jerryjspowerpage.com. We'll be back on Wednesday. God willing, Crick don't rise. Have a beautiful day out there here in Las Vegas. Stay hydrated. We got a heat warning going on out there. One more thing to say, and Jerry's going to say it. Great race day, everybody.